So uh, this is the uh, Donald Trump special because it's the 45th episode. The 45th. It's the 45th. Everyone's talking about this. They're saying, have you heard this? Have you heard this? Have you heard this, folks? Have you heard this? Everyone's saying it's the best thing. Everyone's talking about it. I love it. You love it. They love it. They love it. They're doing. We're, the podcast is doing things yeah. no one's seen before. Mm-hmm. It's never been done. Making record numbers, making big things. There's lazy podcasts out there, folks. All right, mm-hmm. they do nothing. They're lazy. They do nothing. Podcasts. Do nothing. Podcasts. Not us. Not us, folks. Um, is that a good opener? It seems like I like we already just like shunned half of our audience. I mean, away. if there's anything, if there's any intersectionality between two things, it's Donald Trump and fan fiction. I would say a more uh, cohesive intersection would be Bill Clinton in fan fiction, mm-hmm. uh, but Donald is probably a close. Well, second. we beat that half to death, you know, Bill Clinton. So now it's time for yeah. us, like the uh, you know the Obama Democrats, to just go ahead and swing our weight swing, on over to the other yeah, side of the aisle, swing somewhere else, just swing on over here, get everybody to drop out and swing <laughs> in another direction. Let me just take all of uh, Western Pennsylvania and swing it on over this way. Interesting. Uh, hello. Yes, I hope we didn't turn you off with our our Donald Trump talk, but here we are. That's going to be like the modern. That's the modern equivalent of pillow talk because no one's yeah. no one's hooking up anymore. It's all Donald Trump talk. It's, it's basically Twitter. Oh baby, it's all Twitter. Give it to me. Yeah. Oh jeez. It's the biggest. Storm. Oh no! Stop! 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 <laughs> I can assure you, there's no problem. Isn't it? I assure you, folks. He. He hugged a flag after giving a speech. <laughs> I don't know why, but this is so fucking funny. What the fuck? Oh, he literally he walked over to the flag and he like he like oh, held his hands up like eh, what? Should, what I, are you should, doing here? should I give it up? And then he, and he puts his arms around it and he like he like points at it like look at this this guy and then he just mm, gives it a big hug and then kisses it. What the fuck? What the fuck was I watching? If it wasn't so troubling, it would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. We will look back on it as it's hilarious. hilarious. It will, we will look back on it as the funniest thing. Yeah, it was happened. funny. Anyways, here we are. And that was a shitty uh, opener topic. For our, for our fan fiction podcast. Yes. Which is what we are. Which is what we are. Suck my fanfic. I would like to take a quick second before we start Moment to ask something of you, oh, okay. dear listener. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, sure. We love you. We grind for this, sort of. <laughs> been pretty shitty in 2020, but yeah, we grind. Yeah, we kind of fell short 2020, but we're trying to uh, rectify that anonymity. And the pressure of starting a new year and starting a new decade, like who hasn't already failed their ambitious goals? That's actually a good point, and that makes me feel better because I'm not alone in my failure. Yeah. Not only are you a failure, but I am a failure, and this podcast is a failure. That's three right there. And if you're listening, you're probably one too because you've sunk this low. Mm-hmm. So if you're here, if we're all in the gutter together, you might as well head on over to Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, however you listen to us, and give us a rating. Why not? Drop those review bombs. Drop review bombs. If you're listening on YouTube, give, give us, us a, a one like. star. Let us know you're out there. If you don't like us, give us a one star. Uh, I see some other podcasts who get like bad reviews all the time, and they'll screenshot them and tweet them and be like, fuck this guy. I wouldn't even do that. I'll be like, yo, thanks for listening. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, we got a one star. Like. Jeez, we got a four star once. So my feelings were hurt. I think that's a bigger insult. That is true. That is true. Like, I'd rather miss the mark completely than by one star. <laughs> These guys were just miles off target, as opposed to 
I could see what they were going for because we're trying really hard. I don't know how else we could do this better. I'd rather be way off. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, if, if I if, if you give us a one, I've missed the mark entirely. Uh-huh. Like, we don't know what we're doing, and I can at least tell myself like, eh, they just didn't like us. We weren't for them. <laughs> like, oh, this really isn't for me. Being yeah. four stars is like, I need to keep pushing. Yeah, four, yeah, four stars is like they can improve, and it's like, what can I improve on? You didn't give me any fucking feedback. You just said needs improvement. Yeah, one star is just. You need to improve on everything, yeah, top that's to fine. bottom. Because then I'm not going to listen. Yeah. Um, so if you, yeah, <laughs> if you don't like, if you really want to hurt my feelings, give us a four star. Five star, that's nice. Four star will drive me insane. One yeah. star, I'm not going to listen to the haters anyway. Yeah, exactly. At a lot of like restaurants and businesses, when they have the reviews, it's either five stars or nothing, baby. Mm-hmm. Like if you give us like a three star, I'm going to be very it counts perplexed. As a one star. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That we should. That should. That's that's how we should calculate that. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, please. Please, please take the time to review us. If you like us, it helps get it get it out there, yep. which is nice. And I know we said this. And if before. you don't, it buries us. It does um, exactly behind all the other ones. Yeah, and I know we've we've said this before too, but um, even even better than that, uh, show us a, some people that you think uh, might like this show. You know, uh, yeah, we really don't do too much advertising outside of you know Twitter and, yeah. and reaching out to folks. Yeah, um, so uh, I, I think word of mouth will always be the best way to advertise. So if you like us. You know, tell your friends, tell your family. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you and your your sibling grew up writing fanfic together, and now you can bond over the show. I don't know what's going on in your life. Quite frankly, I don't want to know. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so just wanted a p- quick PSA. Ah, I'm glad you you. That was a very nice advertising pitch. I'm glad you buried it in our 45th episode behind a Donald Trump wall. Yeah, maybe let's cut it and put it in an ad. I always like to set myself up for failure and then give the best performance I can. <laughs> exactly, that's sort of like my trademark thing. It's like, well, this is going to be terrible. Actually, that was very good, I'm but like, oh, uh, it's all little too little too late. But now you don't remember the Donald Trump thing. Who exactly? Huh? Yeah. Where so, am I? Opening topic. Opening topic. Um, Ryan, what is your favorite fantasy series? Um, my favorite fantasy series, uh, fantasy. Yeah. Not okay. Like not so science fiction would be Star Wars. I guess yeah. I call Star Wars fantasy, but I like Lord. Well, of, Lord of the Rings is my is my my classic go to. There's an argument by the uh, pretentious literarians that say uh, it's all a part of fan fantasy fantasia phantasmagoria whatever phantasmagorism phantasmagoria. I don't know. <laughs> basically, there are people who say that if it's not real fiction, it's all uh, fantasy. I would say, especially included. like the way that Star Wars kind of ended, they did not obey any of their own rules. Did so you see kind of stroll into fantasy for sure? In the novelization, the kiss was a kiss of gratitude. <laughs> it was not a romantic kiss. That's called having your cake and eating it too, my yeah, friend. That's called fuck you. You're gonna watch this. <laughs> that's called the fans. The people who were at the theaters were like. Oh, they're go- are they gonna? Oh, okay, that's okay, very they're interesting. Kissing. I and guess then that's all fine, the fans yeah. who were upset about it, who read the novel, will be like, "Ah, I knew it the it whole was time." Gratitude. Raylo's not real. <laughs> so, I was scrolling through the tweeters one day. Sure. And uh, we probably buried this by talking over you. You're, you said your favorite fantasy is Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got the Hobbit and the three Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's the quintessential fantasy book. Sure. Um. Uh, George R. R. Martin mm-hmm. likes to say, likes to call people um, Tolkienites, and basically says that anything fantasy written after that for like thirty years is just trying to be like Tolkien. Interesting. Which arguably he kind of set that whole genre in motion. Sure. Like taking the medieval setting, adding in the different things, the languages, the the maps. Every fucking fantasy book that came after that had to have a fucking map. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he really canonized that trope, that idea. Sure. 
insurmountable. I mean, no one is no one's going to be... He is a titan of the genre. No one's going to be more important than him for the fantasy genre. Sure. And even George R. R. Martin would say, like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Right. And even, you know, again, the, the, he obviously had his influence as well. I yeah. mean, he, he drew on a lot. Yeah. You, you go back to, like, the very, like, chivalry knights yeah. and shining armor on him. He obviously took a lot from that. Um, but he was able to package it in a way that could be just consumed on a scale that had never been done yeah. before. And, I mean, and he wrote songs, poems, histories, yep. epics, like so much for this world, mm-hmm. which is arguably never been passed. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, has anyone done more than that for the fantasy genre? Well, I feel like people have done more, but across like maybe like 15 books. Like with just yeah. what he has, what he has done. I mean, yeah. Dense. Yeah. And exclude anything that wasn't the four books. Think about all the shit that's in those four. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Mm-hmm. So I was scrolling through the tweeters, and I saw this like big debate of Tolkien v. Herbert. Okay. And so I was like, all right, well, what's going on here? Why is there a Tolkien v. Herbert? Uh, you remember that um, that taco commercial where they're like, soft or hard? I don't know. It was – I don't remember what it was, but it was a little girl. Hard. She was, she was like, why not both? And oh, is that like, Nortega? Is that yeah, Nortega yeah, commercial? Yeah. Um. So mine was Ortega. I just name dropped him, so they have, yeah. we have to pay for that now. Yeah, fuck. I'm sorry. Thanks, Ryan. Anyways, uh, I was reading the little debate, and all I said was, "Why not both?" But people were they did not hoist you on their shoulders. No, and have no, a fiesta. they were just arguing like a motherfucker. So, are we going to read through some of these arguments and talk about them? I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, oh, that's I wanted wonderful. to talk about the Tolkien v. Herbert debate. If this is the first time you've listened to us, okay. I like the Dune series written uh-huh. by Frank Herbert. Sure. So when I'm talking about Tolkien v. Herbert, we're, it's basically the battle of Goliaths, Ryan v. me. <laughs> I'm not v'ing you on anything. I, I don't know, know anything about Herbert. I'm sure I he's know. a very nice guy. Yeah. So Or he's a total douche. Yo, fuck you. Like so, I said, I don't know anything about yeah. him. So there was basically this narrative being pushed by both sides that Tolkien didn't like Herbert. They were contemporaries then. They were close in age. I mean, um, when did the Lord of the Rings come out? The fifties. Yeah, I mean, Tolkien served in you know World War Two, so he, World War One. World War One. I'm sorry. So he he was older for he sure. He was older. For I, sure, I don't know yeah. what Frank Herbert's age was. Uh, he died in '86, and his uh, Dune oh, okay. One came out in '65. Okay, so he's older than I thought. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely older than some people some people know of for mm-hmm, sure. I guess, mm-hmm. but uh, the first Lord of the Rings book. Came out in 54, 1954. When did The Hobbit come out? The Hobbit did come out before that, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Preceded by The Hobbit. 1937. Is that yeah. right? 1937. Holy mackerel. So there was a 28-year gap between The Hobbit mm-hmm. and Dune 1. I don't think we can compare the two. I think we should compare Fellowship of the Ring. Sure, sure. So what do we say, 54? Yeah. So an 11-year gap. That's, that's that's insane to think of how wildly different those yeah. books. Like he was writing these like yeah. medieval times books, whereas this was such like a futuristic novel that was yes. written. So well, well you gotta also think what happened in that eleven year span. There's a massive difference between when yes. that book was published just a decade. Yeah. And also the three Hobbit three Hobbit the three Lord of the Rings books were written over a period of a decade, a couple mm-hmm. decades, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Herbert wrote Dune in eight years. So he started it in 50 oh, – wrote it in nine years. I think he started in 56, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe 58. But mm-hmm. He wrote it in a few years as well. He, sure. he didn't just come out of him, obviously. And he tried to get it published for a long time. So for some reason, there's this big Dune v – or not Dune, this big Herbert v. Tolkien debate. Mm-hmm. And it comes from a book called Tolkien's Library where okay. someone took all the books that he owned. And Who owns it? Tolkien? Tolkien, okay, yeah. Sure. And put them in order and then went through his – 
letters and his manuscripts. And anytime he mentioned them, they put the mention. Or anytime that he cited one of the books, they would put it. Okay. Right? So here it is. Herbert Frank Dune, Chilton Books, 1965. P.S. 1. Tolkien's unpublished letter to Sterling Lanier, 29 September 1965. So right after Dune comes out. Tolkien writes, Dear Mr. Lanier, I received your book Dune just before I went abroad for a short while, hence the delay in acknowledging it. I don't think I shall have time to read it until I get next until I next get a holiday. So the first time he mentions it. Second time he mentions it. Tolkien's unpublished letter to John Bush, 12 March 1966. Tolkien writes, Thank you for sending me a copy of Dune. I received one last year from Lanier and so already know something about the book. It is impossible for an author still writing to be fair to another author working along the same lines. At least I find it so. Hmm. In fact, I dislike Dune with some intensity. And in that unfortunate case, it is much the best and fairest to another author to keep silent and refuse to comment. Would you like me to return the book as I have already had one or hand it on? Did he? Okay, so did he? Is he saying he? Did he say he read it? I, I didn't really catch the beginning. I he got the original copy and he said he disliked it, or yes. is he saying he dislikes it because we're in the same industry and like if this guy's taken off, I'm mad at him. Tolkien, classy as fuck. Yeah. Also, he, he might also be mad because like again, you see at yeah. the end he brings it back to if you would like, I will return the book because I already got the. Why does everyone keep giving yeah, me this book? This fucking He's book. getting like socks. Or should I hand it on? Yeah. And the other, so I read. I what read you want me to do? Because I already have five copies. I already have five copies. I don't need any more. And so he sounds more upset that he has so many copies of Dune. A little honest. bit, yeah. Uh, but what I thought was interesting is you read some, read through some of the replies. Two of my favorite authors, dot dot dot, hate each other. So it's and it, oh my god this this little thing this little th first off I don't think Frank Herbert said anything about Tolkien that wasn't positive and also is he on record saying I don't know what I don't, I, I, I'll have to look at that sure. Tolkien didn't say he didn't like Frank Herbert all he said was I dislike the book with intensity mm -hmm. he didn't say I think Frank Herbert's a piece of shit he just said I don't really like the book and but classy he said I don't like the book and I'm not going to publicly comment on it right. because I feel that's inappropriate. No, it's dig up a dead man's letters and post them online. Exactly. But yeah. for real though, I think he his his um his perception of the book is probably colored by the fact that people keep giving it to him. Yeah. Imagine he read it. He was like, "I'm on holiday. That's nice." And like, "Yo, have you read this book? Yo, have you read this book? Yo, you write books. You read this have one. You, it's you've read way this book, better. right?" And so he's probably like, "Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. Okay, stop sending it to me." I read I read on some of the reasons why he might not have liked it. Okay, I, I thought it was interesting. Sure. So one of the things is apparently the first copy he was given, they charged him for. This sounds like a terrible experience of gift giving. That's so it was, it was, it, it's like he got this, and they're like, oh, you should read this. And he's like, thanks. And like, but you have to pay us. Here's the book, but now you have to pay us. And he was like, well, I'm not going to pay for it. Like, I'll, I'm no. J.R. Tolkien. I get books for free. Yeah. I want to read a book, I write a book. So A, he was already pissed off about that. B, apparently at the time, I think there was some legal thing going on with him. Um, I'm trying to find the, the person who, who talked about it. But basically, if I remember correctly, it, he was going through a bad point in his life already. Okay. And so he was reading it during a time where he just wasn't happy in general. That's fair. So the idea is maybe he would have liked it, but he was already had a bad taste in his mouth due mm -hmm. to the fact that they were trying to charge him for the book, and he wasn't very happy to begin with. So, I mean, it makes sense that he wouldn't be a big fan of it. You know what I mean? Like, I... I don't fault him for that. Yeah. But it just – it bothers me that someone wants to sit here and like basically pit these two authors against wow. each other. Wow. My two favorite authors 
hate each other, other. and now they're gonna split up just like my parents yeah like that's just you're projecting yes you're honestly projecting there because it's just it's not how that works like it's just not how it works they they hate each other alex they hate each other jared Tolkien didn't like his book they hate each other thinking about this because dune always gets compared to lord of the rings lord of the rings gets compared to dune Hmm. and it's mainly because of the fact of the world building their scope this, yeah, the scope ambition. is humongous. Right. The ambition, the characters. I read one thing that said, um, of course, Tolkien didn't like um, Dune. It actually has strong female characters. Ooh, which I guess is like a... Because sure, yeah. are there like no female characters in The Hobbit? In The Hobbit? Yeah. I'd have to think about that more, but none come to mind immediately. No. Exactly. And I can tell you there's the Benny Gesserit, which are amazing. Mm. Lady Jessica is okay, like, sure. probably one of my favorite characters in literature. Mm-hmm. So. Also, you wrote it in the 60s. Again, the difference yeah. between the 50s and the 60s is decades. They're big. Is, is, I mean, and you know, very large. Huge. Worth mentioning. But so... And considering they this, were written, like, you know, yeah. 50s was probably written during the 40s. And yeah. then, again, the 60s were written yeah. during the 50s. So. Also, Dune was published by a um, auto repair manual publishing company. As opposed to Lord of the Rings, which was just published as a straight-up novel straight right off the bat, right? Yeah. Nice. Right. Yeah. There was one point where they told... Very traditional. As opposed to... Right. Yeah. He, he almost had to cut down... By like sixty percent, the book, like cut out sixty percent because it was an auto repair. No, because it was too long. Where, where was it published again? You Chilton said? Books. It's not around anymore. Okay, but they were famous for publishing auto repair manuals. That's awesome. And he couldn't get it published anywhere else. <laughs> he, they were. He was told it was too long. He was told it was. Uh, mm. No one would care about science fiction like that. Sounds like the underdog in Lord of the Rings is like the anointed. Yeah. The Alabama yeah. of college football, and here comes the, I don't know. There are no there are no there are no underdogs in college football. That was a bad example. Yeah, but just just think about this: Frank Herbert with his third book, *Children of Dune*, my least favorite book so far of the series. First science fiction novel to hit the New York Times bestseller list. Mm-hmm. He beat out Isaac Asimov and Ray Bradbury. This is some good authors. And all of the people that came before them. So, think about what that means for that genre, science fiction genre. Equally as important to science. Keeping fiction. a theme with our episode. The lying, the failing New York Times. Yeah, the failing, failing New, York Times. New York Times bestseller. So I wouldn't want Jared Tolkien on that list anyway. No, Just I wouldn't that. want him. I don't like him. Get him out of here. So I, you know, I know this that we're gonna have this conversation. You Google Herbert V. Tolkien. Why is there so much shit that comes up? Hmm. Like, it's just like a narrative to pit them against each other. Quora, which writer, J.R.R. Tolkien or Frank Herbert, is considered the greater literary genius? Yeah, it seems like it's like Coke versus Pepsi. I mean, you just want two titans you want to compare them yeah, to each other. Yeah, and you just want to like you just want to knock them. And I think that says something about like fandom. I think it says something oh, about yeah. the, tri- the tribalism of yeah. fandom. Sure. And it, like I understand that you're passionate about it. I'm super passionate about the book that I like. I'm totally okay with Ryan thinking Lord of the Rings is better. I think Dune is one of the worst, most reprehensible works of, of, of writing ever. Yeah, and I mean, you can be a fucking idiot like that if you want. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, like, you know, what I, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know why you have to pit it. So, so we have that. Okay. Then we have one from quarterlyreview.org. Couldn't begin to tell you what it is. Middle Earth versus Duneverse, the different worlds of Tolkien and Herbert. And they're sitting there trying to compare which one's a bigger scope and which one's more fleshed out and which one's better. And it's just like... Okay, like what? What's the? What are we getting at here? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Uh, what do we have here? Geekform.com. Brian Herbert versus Christopher Tolkien. Who's worse? <laughs> the sons. <laughs> it's literally like pitting the sons against <laughs> oh who sucks more. But both of their sons did, you know, finish their yeah. work and continue their legacy. <laughs> Another thing that's very similar between. Them. So then, I guess between like the camps, I bet the Lord of the Rings fans think. Chris is worse, and then the Dune yeah. fans think it's literally like who tore our idol down further. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's just ridiculous levels. Yeah, and then uh, Goodreads is Frank Herbert the Tolkien of science fiction? 
and this is from I mean, her. I feel that's okay. I mean, it's different. Yeah, diff- notes yeah. of a different genre. But then all of the comments are talk of basically going back and forth on why the other one sucks. Hmm. Like one of them is like there are too many songs and poems in Lord of the Rings, and then someone else says, "Well, culture is more than just politics. Songs and poems are important, but there are also songs and poems in Dune." Not so enough, apparently. Not enough, enough for no. this person. Not enough. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm just I'm so I just think it's an interesting concept, like pitting these two authors against each other. Right. I mean, well, people pit you know movies against each yeah. other, like, oh, this is the greatest movie ever. How do you like that director, that actor? Yeah. And then they, they go on and on that way. I mean, people just like to have their thing. Yeah. And um, they can't have anything be better than their thing. It's yeah. got to be debated. Exactly. So here's a question. Like, what's competing with Harry Potter? What's what's J.K. Rowling's, you know, bullshit? I don't know. It's a good question. Hunger Games? Suzanne Collins? Nah, I mean, not even really. Because that's sort of like dystopia, I don't know, science fiction compared to... Yeah, well, I mean, I guess like... You know, in some respects, like the internet has allowed people, like if I want to be, if I want to live in a Harry Potter echo chamber, I can, and I yeah. don't have to hear anything about how Game of Thrones, like Game of Thrones fans and Harry Potter fans don't hate each other. They're often the same, They're yeah. often the same person. Um, but at the same time, that that like roiling debate between fans of two things in like a similar arena is definitely not over. I mean, it's just it's, it's yeah. still everywhere. Got DC versus Marvel right there. Boom, that's a big one. Right now, especially. So what about? So what's the George R. R. Martin, Game of Thrones. Who's fighting that? Everyone who watched Game of Thrones season eight. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who's like, yeah, you better not die before you finish this, you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Which is just amazing to me that people are. Star there. Wars is fighting their own fans. Yeah, people are just fighting each other. Themselves. Yeah, maybe it's not franchise versus franchise now. It's just franchise versus itself. Like who's the biggest? I feel like there's yeah, who's the biggest fan within a franchise? Yeah. But um, yeah, who, and, and I like how there's like a. Um, Almost like a claim to ownership on a fran- on a fandom, where it's like, no, I'm I was a Star Wars fan mm-hmm. since I was five, right. and so was my dad. Yeah. So fuck you for saying you were a fan since you were six, because yeah. I've been a fan longer and I know what it's supposed to be. And Rose is the worst, yeah. which is, you know, factually true. As a Star Wars fan since you were five. Yeah. Yeah. Rose is the worst. You can say that. There's no redeeming qualities about Rose Tika whatsoever. <laughs> Worst part of the eighth movie. Spoken like a true Dune fan. I'm just That's really trying to bait Ryan saying <laughs> something. Or see, for me, the bigger I don't like the thing is like Tolkien's just in like another universe to me. The bigger thing yeah, to me is different, right? Dune v Star Wars. Sure, yeah. Like in my head, I'm like, why don't we have that? Why don't we have? Why that don't debate? we have this, this discussion right, right now? I, I saw or I listened to an interview with Frank Herbert where he said that there were 16 points of comparison between Star Wars and mm. Dune. Because they're like, yo, do you think George Lucas owes you lunch? He's like, at least. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, well, we've done some uh, some deep dives, and there's at least 16 points of comparison, which statistically is improbable to be a coincidence. Sure. She's like, yeah, I think you're pretty right about that, one, Frank. <laughs> I'd say at least. He yeah. said a vein forming on the side of his head, his yes. face turning purple. Yeah, trying not to just fucking have an aneurysm <laughs> about it. So yeah, I just I, I think the whole concept of. My two favorite authors, dot, 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 hated each other. And I, I literally can't uh, That's find... such a ridiculous way to put it. It is, and, too. And that like, makes the, the whole thing seem so silly. And... Did you even read the fucking quote about what he said? Because <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> they hate each other. Oh, no. No, they hate each other. And I, I literally can't find anything that Frank Herbert said about J.R. Tolkien. <laughs> I can't. Like, I've been looking. And he I, may have not even known. He's like, what, what are we talking about? I'm, t- I'm writing. I'm, I'm too busy writing. I, I literally just wrote, like, a 600,000-word book that I have to split up. Fuck you. You know what I mean? It's like, 
what do you, but what do you think about Gerard Tolkien? Yeah, he's like, I don't give a fuck about that right now, kids. I'm trying to write some shit about people like tripping balls in the fourth dimension. And fuck then you. the flip side, Gerard Tolkien's like, yeah, it's great. Stop sending me copies. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I hate it. Yeah, fuck it. I hate yeah, it. Fuck it's bad. Stop. <laughs> Stop sending copies. I hate let it. Every, let all of your friends know, especially around Christmas time, Gerard Tolkien hates hey, Dune. <laughs> you should not get it for Christmas. Please. Do not give him a copy of Dune. <laughs> because he hates it. Copy this and put it in every newspaper that I hate Dune. Please and thank you. I really can't find anything that Herbert said about Tolkien. So, yes. Obviously, it was nothing incendiary or also yeah. would have been part of this debate. So, yes, that is that is my my Herbert v. Tolkien debate. Hmm. Uh, which The fact that it's even raging at all. Yeah, the fact that it's – and also it's, it's funny to me that the <laughs> – but if we're just talking about the first Dune and the Lord of the Rings, they've been out for 55 years. And now there are people who are like, fuck Tolkien! Fucking bitch! Oh, you hate Frank Herbert, do you? It sounds bitch. like, it sounds like, like Twitter, the internet was quiet for one day, so yeah. someone just hurled a rock <laughs> from one end of the internet to the other and just struck someone in the forehead. Oh, they're, they're sitting at a bus stop just so unha- like unhappy with their lives and like, <laughs> scrolling through Twitter, just wait a minute. There's no drama on here right now. Quick, where's the drama? Scroll up, scroll down, yeah. refresh, go all the trendings. What's that? The Mean Girls, they take out that book. Or they write the Burn Book? Out, the Burn Book. And it's like, they just imagine J.R. Tolkien, like, Frank Herbert is a bitch-ass bitch. <laughs> and it's just, it's just like, what? It's like, no, there was no problem here until you yeah. started one. Yep. And also, again. Stir up a couple BuzzFeed articles for yeah. the day, yeah. Well, not even BuzzFeed. reasons why J.R. Tolkien <laughs> hated eating ass. But like... <laughs> Which Herbert uh, Tolkien feudal yeah. meme are you? Yeah, I just I read an article that was uh, Time, and it was the best Harry Potter memes, and they're just it's literally like turn to page three hundred ninety four. They're like this meme is great. Time put that out. Yeah, oh, Do you know what a fucking meme is? You're just quoting the movie. Uh, whatever about that one. But it, just, it just feels like you're starting shit, and again. I, I, you know, I've actually, I've never read Lord of the Rings, never read The Hobbit. Again, I can't even comment on it because I've never read them. I don't know which one's better. I haven't read them both. What a fucking class act on Tolkien's part. Because hmm. not only, not only was he saying, look, I'm, I'm just not a big fan, but he said, I have enough respect for him as an equal right. in this field, hmm. this career field. To not comment on him. Right. Because I don't want to ruin his career. And he even makes a point where he's like, I think like if it's natural to like not like your contemporaries because yeah. maybe you're jealous that they're making yeah. something better than yours or you're like, I, I'm in this field and I do my thing because yeah. I like it. So if you're in this field and doing something different, I probably won't like it because yeah. I would have done it if I liked it. What a fucking classy thing to say. What and then he, he tries to give the book to somebody. Yeah, he, like, maybe he, you should he read literally it. said, should I pass it on? Someone else might like it. Yeah. Sure, here you go. But no, it's like, oh, I've got 20 more. Yeah, yeah. I have a fucking stack of these books that I can't get rid of. Um, oh, boy. That's how I feel um, with being, you know, with being in school and being an anthropologist. Oh, you like anthropology? You ever read Sapiens? You want to read Sapiens? Start making it rain. Fuck you. Thick yeah, books, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just, what a dumb. Yeah, at that point, wouldn't you just tell them, I hate that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I hate that book. I hate it. I, but I just wish more people nowadays were like that. Oh, I didn't like it? Well, I don't need to make a big deal about it. I kind of have respect for the dude as a human being, so I just won't say anything about it. I'll keep my opinion to myself. No, I need to let everyone. I need to let everyone yeah. know that I think Jared Tolkien is better or worse than Frank Herbert. Like I yeah. got this is the exact moment like that. Yeah. 
does not need to be said at all. No. If J.R.R. Tolkien himself didn't feel the need to comment on it, then you yeah, I do not need to comment his on fan, it. His self-proclaimed fan? Or maybe someone who Why is... Are you I'm adding sure, how many of those people do you think were just like like barracudas hovering at the yeah. edge of the, the Twitter reef? Like, and they're like, as soon as something happened, they're like, I'm going to go on both Wikipedia pages <laughs> pick a side, <laughs> and I'm joining the fray. And they darted in oh, there. Oh, I love, I love the like Wikipedia intelligence. When you, like every time something Marvel gets released, and it's like, they pick some obscure version of a character that was in it once that is, like, technically canon, but it's not the obvious canon thing. They're like, I, I don't fucking know. Like, uh, like with Captain Marvel. We were just talking about Captain Marvel before we started recording. That's, that's literally what we talk about off air. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. this podcast does not stop when the recording ends. Yeah, no, it's basically the same shit. Yeah. But, uh, like, Marvel. If, you, if no one's ever picked up a Marvel book, Marvel in the Captain Marvel movie is a woman. She's a Cree. She helps... Brie Larson, Carol Danvers become Captain Marvel, right? Yep. In the comics, the original Captain Marvel is a man named Marvel. So the fucking movie comes out. The people who like the comics are like, uh, "This is pretty shitty." Like, we liked Marvel the way he was. Why did you change it? Then you have fucking Wikipedia people like, "Um, actually, in one version of it, she was a woman." So fuck you. Why are you trying to erase a woman from the movie? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's calm down. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And the same thing with um, Carol Danvers wasn't even the first female Captain Marvel. Monica Rambeau was. Mm -hmm. What do they do? They make her six. The little girl? I never saw the movie. I'm a misogynist, obviously. I never saw the movie. You fucking piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, no, I never saw it. Are you more a misogynist if you've never seen it or if you saw it and didn't like it? Hmm. That's like if a, misog- that's one of us if a misogynist watches yeah. Captain Marvel in the woods, does do they even get an opinion? You know, not unless they post about it on Twitter. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So which one's a bigger misogynist? Because I didn't like it and I saw it. Yeah, I would say you because you Bitch. went to it. So obviously you like comic book movies enough to go to it. Um, I can claim that I just had been so tired at that point I didn't even want to see it. Fuck. All right. Well. Figured that one so out. you went to it, you wanted to like it, but then you saw a woman on screen and you just got so mad. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, because I didn't know from every fucking advertisement you yeah. that a woman was going to be on screen <laughs> Wait, the whole movie. What a say? Wait, Wait a minute. I thought this whole movie was about the male oh, one. Man. Wait, you mean this isn't Shazam? Who's also Captain Marvel? Yeah, you were very confused about the wrong ticket. I was ticket. confused. Well, fuck. Okay, I'm gonna move on because I don't want to be that. Well, that was an interesting. That was an interesting topic. And I was. I think that was a good one. Yeah, it's just like a totally random rivalry. I think that just speaks yeah. more to us as people yeah. than to like the actual relationship oh, between the work for and sure. The thing, they're both considered like the best stories in their field. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, Dune is best science fiction novel of all time. Sure. I think Lord of the Rings is the best fantasy. Yeah, one of them at least. Yeah. Yeah, I just got it. Hang on, I'm gonna fucking look this shit up. <laughs> I mean, best selling. Oh, Harry Potter getting in the end. Oh, Harry Potter could totally, totally snake it out. As a series, maybe. Yeah. Maybe as an entire series. If you're, I guess if you're counting all seven books, just give me the fucking list. Thoughts on fans. Harry Potter series. Yeah, there you go. I don't count that. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> it I sounds don't. like you want to start a fight between J.K. Rowling and J.R.R. Tolkien. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Oh, okay. here we go. Uh, Lord of the Rings would be two. And then The Hobbit is three? Why is it its own thing? I don't know. Le Petit Prince. Okay. Is that the Lord of the Rings series or just yeah, all of them? Trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I the versions that I have, The Hobbit is such a high song book because like kids can read it too. Yeah, so like a kids book, people yeah. just buy it nonstop. The version that I have of Lord of the Rings, the pages keep going. Like, oh, you have, the King, you have you have like one hundred, mm-hmm. but they're separate books. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. I don't know why it does that. It the, do I. the version that I got. Hmm. So, oh, Chronicle Chronicles of Narnia is five, mm-hmm. Twilight six. Jesus Christ. 
So a uh, circle of time, my boy. Yeah, Discworld too, and then ten was Song of Ice and Fire. Interesting. So we have the best-selling science fiction novel of all time, the second best-selling fantasy series of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, why do you want to compare them like that? I think I guess I like I said I think it just yeah. speaks more to people nowadays. People yeah. these days. People these days. It also I guess it would kind of get it if they were coming out right now because it's sort of like what the prophet. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, like, maybe they were arguing about the this back in the day, and they just everyone was, and then everyone read it and was like, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever yeah. heard," and they just stopped reading it. Coming out in their fanzines during World War Two. Yeah, um, almost getting taken over by the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I, I don't know. I kind of get it more nowadays because you're you're driven by profit and you want more people to see the thing because sure. the profits matter right now. Sure. If everybody stopped buying Dune and Lord of the Rings right now, mm-hmm. there's enough of them in the world where – Yeah, we'll be all right. We'll be okay. Yeah, you can get a hold of it. Get your For hands a couple on centuries, one. I'm sure, sure we'll be sure, fine. Sure. So I don't know. I don't know. That's, I guess we'll just – We'd run out a copy of Lord of the Rings first because no one wants to read that Dune crap. Yeah, or uh, Lord of the Rings, more like Lord of the Stupid Things. Whoa! Got him! Um, Dang. Dang, that was so good. Dune, more more like do-do. Dune-dune. Lit. That was an opening topic. It was. Of some substance, mm-hmm. maybe. So – my turn to give a story because Ryan blessed us with a three-parter. I think, yeah, putting way more work than he needed to. People, people have, uh, people definitely deserve a break from me. Yes. Well, they just had me obnoxiously talking about Dune for a while. So I wanted, what, who, what author did we shit on last <laughs> uh, episode? Besides Doom Master Ford Five Six, or the fuck his name was. What author did we sh- on last episode? Yeah. Just like 20 minutes ago? Yeah. Oh, this is really bad on my part. Bill Shakespeare. Oh, that's true. We did. We're going to read Shakespeare fanfic. Whoa. Okay. So we're going to get a Shakespeare fan theory and a Shakespeare fanfic. Sounds good to me. So the fan theory, the first one, is from a website called craftyscreenwriting.com slash ophelia.html. Okay. Title. By the way, Ophelia is pregnant. Mm. Interesting. Mm. So this is from Hamlet. If you have not read Hamlet, can you give us a short synopsis? Uh, Hamlet, Prince of Denmark. Yep. Uh, goes off to wage war um, while he's away. Goes no. to school. Goes to school. Pretty sure he goes to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Okay, he goes off, goes to school while he's away. This is his dad gets Hamlet killed. Hamlet the first. Hamlet the first. His dad gets killed mysteriously. Yes. By his, his uncle. Yeah. His uncle's making a power grab. He his comes dad's home. brother. His dad's brother. He yeah. comes home. Um, his uncle has, you know, he's going to start, he's yeah. going to marry his uh, wife. Play starts as Hamlet arrives home. Comes home. Well, play yeah. starts as two guards are talking yes. and they see a ghost. The ghost being Hamlet's dad. Hamlet's dad, the ghost, talks to Hamlet. It's like, hey, hey, I got killed. Yeah. It was regicide by your uncle. So then Hamlet puts on a play to reveal that he knows what he knows, which anybody would do. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Bunch of plots ensue. Yeah. Um, it's a five act. O- Ophelia play. is like this girl that's crushing on him hard. His um, girlfriend. She's got like a dad who gets stabbed because he's behind a curtain. Yes. So his dad and her brother think that Hamlet is going crazy because he's spouting all going crazy. He's also like, I'll make them think I'm going crazy. Yes. Because no one will be suspicious of me. Yes. Because they think I'm crazy. Yeah. And he also, play. I think he has. I think he famously has three soliloquies in that play. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's five. It's an odd number that's low. But his most famous one is to be or not to be, which do... Spoilers. To not be. Yeah. Do we know the context of what he's actually saying in that? Do you actually not know? 
It's been a while since I've seen him. He's Halen. literally trying to figure out whether or not he should kill himself. Hmm. To be or not to Because he's so dejected at this yes. point of, yeah. of the story. So at, at this point in the story, he has a plan to get the throne back, but he's not really figured out a good one. Hmm. Um, That's so, a solid play plan. Didn't work? No, it didn't work out for some reason. Hmm. And so at one point, um, Ophelia, his girlfriend's dad and brother, um, start plotting, not against him, but like plotting to you know figure out what's going on. He hides uh, her dad hides in a curtain, right? And Hamlet finds out. Um, I think he thinks it's someone else, actually. Too, yeah, yeah. And he stabs it, and he kills her dad. Mm-hmm. So Ophelia oh, and there's a duel between him and the at brother. the very end. Yes, the very end. Yes. Ophelia goes crazy, mm-hmm. like she just starts going insane, mm-hmm. and um, she just wanders the stage at certain points, like literally just like babbling, and. Um, all the while, Hamlet's like, "Yo, I love you, but stop being crazy." But also, I'm trying to deal with my own shit right and now, and I'm trying to I'm trying to do the crazy thing myself. Yes. So stop stealing my game. Exactly, I'm the crazy one here. I, personally, my favorite like soliloquy for Hamlet, or you know, thing he says to himself, is actually when um, his uncle is praying. So there's there's one point in the play it gets cut out a lot because you know it's like three hours, so people cut it down. There's one point where his uncle's in church, and he walks in and he sees him praying with his you know his head down eyes closed and the entire conversation down ass up yeah that's the way we like to pray his entire conversation with himself is whether or not he should kill his uncle right there because he's vulnerable he's vulnerable i do know this one but he knows that if he kills them in the church while praying bad juju he would go to heaven it's bad luck so he's sitting there with this conflict of i could kill him right now and he'll go to heaven but then i'm going to be rewarding him for what he's done Mm. and so he has to sit there and let his uncle get away with it He's so vulnerable. Yeah. It's mm. a, Hamlet's my favorite Shakespeare play. I know, oh, yeah, of fucking course it is. You and everybody else. I love Hamlet. I think it's a great show. I feel like I feel like a lot of the not, I mean, even me right there, I couldn't I couldn't really run the synopsis off the top of my noggin. I feel like people know Hamlet, but maybe they don't necessarily know all the beats of it. I guess it's true. Everybody knows the famous soliloquy. But it ends by him staging um, this, like, big feast, this big duel tournament. There's these things that are put on where... Um, Ophelia's brother knows, I think that Hamlet's the better dueler. Yeah, he poisons the sword. He poisons the sword, so all he has to do is nick him once and Hamlet will die. At the same time, Hamlet wants to poison his uncle, and he creates a plot for that, but it turns out that his aunt, his mom drinks the poison simultaneously yep, while he gets stabbed, nicked with the sword, and then he kills Ophelia's brother. And then um, I think he also Everyone does except again. for like Hamlet's Horatio. friend. Yep, Horatio. Yeah, Horatio. Also, at one point, um, Ophelia drowns. Yes. She drowns in a river. Um, which, by the way, Daisy Ridley will be starring. I saw that. I was going to bring that up. An Ophelia movie. The movie yeah. looks kind of dope. It's Hamlet from the view of Ophelia. Looks kind of dope. I think she's perfect for the part, honestly. So I would have preferred a Saoirse Ronan, but Daisy Ridley does, does the trick. I, yeah, I think Saoirse is also a good actress, mm-hmm. but I think Daisy's going to kill Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. So this fan theory is basically saying that in the play, one of the reasons why Ophelia, I guess, sort of loses crazy. it. crazy. Um, has to do with the fact that she's pregnant mm. and already her emotions and her hormones are different mm. than they would normally be. This is like the Da Vinci Code, but yeah. for Shakespeare instead yes. of Da Vinci. So has anyone noticed that Ophelia is pregnant? In all productions of Hamlet that I've seen, she is interpreted as an innocent girl in love with the doomed prince. He breaks her heart and her sanity goes with it. She drowns herself out of madness. But I think her madness has method to it. And Ophelia's first uh, me scene, thinks there's method to her madness. Me thinks, this person has way too much time on their hands. Me doth thinks there's methods to her madness. <laughs> Combine two phrases. Act 1, scene 3, her brother, Laertes, warns her to beware of Hamlet's affection for her. For Hamlet and the trifling of his favor hold it a fashion and a toy in blood no more. 
In other words, the prince is saying, uh, in other words, the prince is toying with you. Ophelia demurs, not more but so, but appears to submit to her brother's wishes. Later in the same scene, Ophelia's father, Polonius, complains, "'Tis told me he hath very oft of late, given private time to you and you yourself. Have you of your audience been most free and bounteous? That is, you've been spending a lot of time alone with this dude. Ophelia, in the time-honored fashion of daughters, claims the relationship is completely innocent. He hath importuned me with love in honorable fashion.'" He's so, been important some love. He's been right. important some love somewhere. Oh yeah. Act two, scene two. Hamlet mockingly warns Polonius that conception is a blessing, but not as your daughter may conceive. Friend, look toot. Then, as Carl Malone notes in her blog post Carl, about Carl Malone, Carol Malone. I'm sorry. As, I mean, uh, <laughs> as famous Carl, he was a Shakespeare as scholar. As postman, Carl Malone. Yeah. <laughs> as Carol Malone notes in her blog post about this very article, Polonius observes how pregnant sometimes his replies are. Um, to Hamlet. If the audience thinks Ophelia is pregnant, having her put her hand on her belly once in Act 1 will do it, then, have, then having Hamlet put on conceive, pun mm. on conceive, mm -hmm. and then having Polonius obliviously say Hamlet's replies are pregnant, well, the groundlings are elbowing each other in the ribs at this point. <laughs> hey, uh, yo, hey, yo. She knocked her ass up, yeah. bro. And they weren't even married. The groundlings. I love that. The groundlings yeah. even back in the day are like smart enough to pick on this. Sub. Yeah. The groundlings being just like the the, the common class yeah. watching the Shakespeare. Um, Act three kicks it up a notch. In Act three, scene one, Hamlet probably over um, overhears the king and Polonius setting Orf Ophelia to spy on him. Um, mm. Ophelia listens to his famous so-called soliloquy, which is true. She comes in towards the end. Then he pretends to notice her for the first first time, and he says with beautiful poetry and really amazing vivaciousness, uh, viciousness, nymph in thy horizons be all my sins remembered, mm. which is the end of the soliloquy. Sure. Um, horizons are prayers. Girl, remember all my sins are in your prayers, is what nymph in thy Girl, horizons. Girl, remember all my sins are in your prayers. Dude, that's a lit, that like, a lit line. cheesy 80s song, yeah. And it could basically just mean pray for me. But Shakespeare's slyer than that. Lamar song. How can she remember his sins unless they sinned together? Yeah, boy. Yeah, all my sins are remember. Like yeah. I, I, I look at you and I remember all the, the banging we did. I clapped your cheeks. So this person's building the theory that Ophelia was pregnant. I, I, yes. I like this. Is this like a, a well-known thing in the world of like Shakespeare scholar? Not that I know. Or, or this, this, this is the first I've like, ever heard of this. This guy's yeah. going going in. Carl Malone is going hard. Carl Malone fucking knows his shit. Yeah, no John Hamlet, Stockton needed. Yeah, I know. Hamlet really lays into Ophelia in Act Three, Scene One, the same one we we're just talking about, ending by telling her to a nunnery go. Oof. Uh, and so apparently at the time, nunnery was a slang for a whorehouse. Oh, okay. But it's also an excellent place for a family to send a pregnant, unmarried noblewoman, which is a common practice in history. Interesting. Did, they why? would send them to a nunnery until they had the kid. The kid would be given to the nuns, and the lady would come back. Oh. So you would never know that she had a kid. Oh, man. That's, that's kind of like, that's kind of like, where's Stacy? She's, um, she's studying abroad this semester. We all know what's going on. Mm-hmm, sister. So, dang, bro. Nunnery, that, historically, that's totally accurate. That's this a real is, thing. This is some hot tea you're spilling right I'm now. I'm spilling some Shakespeare tea right now. Yes. This is a conspiracy. So, the nunnery thing's totally true. And then the, per, the author of this writes, the nuns will take care of her and keep her out of sight. The baby can be handed off to someone else to raise it. Boom. Totally true. Um, but it is the it down, mad you know. songs that Ophelia sings in Act 4, Man. Scene 7 that give really her give away her secret. Yeah, let's do it. More than half of her songs are songs of mourning, after all. 
Hamlet has just killed Ophelia's father. That might be why Ophelia warns, Lord, we know what we are, but know not what we may be. Mm. After all, she is no longer the daughter of the king's chamberlain. She is now only the daughter of a dead old man. True. But perhaps she knows all too well what she may, uh, what she soon may be, for shortly she sings, Tomorrow is St. Valentine's Day, all the morning the time, and I a maid at your window to be your valentine. Then up he rose and donned his clothes, and duped the chamber door, let in the maid, that out a maid, never departed more. Why is Ophelia singing about a maid seduced by her lover? Hmm. Aside from the songs of mourning, all her songs are songs of betrayed love. A few lines later, she is singing an even more pointed song. Quoth she, before you tumbled me, you promised me to wed. He answers, so would I had done by yonder son, and thou hadst not come to my bed. It's hard to avoid the thought that Hamlet seduced Wait, her. Wait, so how is this her. not a common theory? Did I, 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 this lady is just laying it out right then. Have, I, have we just like not been reading? You know, I've never heard of this. I wouldn't put it past old Billy Shakes to like lay it on a little thick yeah. so that the groundlings can understand yeah. one thing that's easy to understand and then also have all the subtle context so yeah. the, the higher class could enjoy it on another level. Exactly. Like it could be two simultaneous yeah. stories and two classes that will never well, interact with each other wouldn't discuss it. It's not like they weren't going to exactly. hop on Twitter yeah. and no. be like, oh no. You weren't going to write Rotten Tomatoes. You literally only had Rotten Tomatoes. Exactly. I'm going to keep this one in my pocket my today. Pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I think me thinks this one be me thinks me thinks this one be worth a fresh tomato. When you like first are studying Shakespeare in depth, you're literally supposed to go through and translate every line to modern English. Mm-hmm. So unless someone you don't do that in high school, you know what I mean? Actors and actresses do that so they know what they're saying. Yeah, I mean, there's probably some weird thing where it's like she's freaking out because like her madness is akin to like yes. the women's. Like maybe we're taking too modern. I think we a are perspective on it, and we're yeah. missing some of the subtext. Yes. So it's hard to avoid the thought that Hamlet seduced her at basically hidden and quitted mm. for modern terms. True. When Ophelia returns... Whatever you is, do, don't name the kid Polonius. That's a stupid name. Well. Oh, where is this going? When Ophelia returns, she has gathered herbs. There's rosemary. This is a quote. There's rosemary. That's for remembrance. Pray you love. Remember. The various herbs have symbolic meanings. They're well documented in scholarship. But, only, but the only herb she intends for herself is rue. There's rue for you, and here's some fruit and you and you and for you. me. Uh, we may call it herb of grace, O Sundays. Oh, you must wear your rue with a difference. The su- symbolic meaning of rue is regret. Ophelia has much to rue, Ru-pre- but the symbolic meaning is not the only one. The herb rue is a powerful abortificient. Honey, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? You get what I'm saying? RuPaul. I don't know RuPaul. I, I know RuPaul, but I've never Get seen Drag Race. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Back in the day, before there were birth control and modern contraceptives, yep. everybody knew what things you should not be eating when you're pregnant. How? If someone's pregnant and they eat rue and then the baby aborts itself, you can probably guess that... Just trial and error. Someone's like, yes. God, I love rue. Well, yes. You better cut that out. So... Rue is a well-documented abortificient. Mm, So that's the one she keeps for herself. And and maybe that's why it symbolizes regret. Yes. Mm. So the idea Mm. is she's – there's an herbary that notes lethally toxic do not use during pregnancy. They say that in the the play? No, 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 no. Like an actual (laughs) like like that talks about it. Herbal abortificients are mild poisons. You poison yourself to the point where your body decides it's too sick to support the growing embryo Mm. and it rejects it. Dude, Shakespeare loves poison. if you miscalculate in one direction, continued pregnancy in the other, you, you die. Oh, you're beautiful. 
No one would take rue as a poison. It's an ugly way to go. Presumably, Shakespeare would have given Ophelia something painless if she had intended to poison herself, like hemlock. A girl who has been seduced and abandoned need fear nothing but a broken heart, provided there is no evidence of her shame. But if she is pregnant, then there is no way to hide what she has done unless she can abort the child or huh. kill herself. Huh. And indeed, shortly thereafter, Ophelia drowns herself. So she does both. She aborts it and then kills herself. Or maybe the rue doesn't take. Hmm. So oh, she's so she's got, she's got to... She's so the reason that she kills herself is because she's still trying to hold mm. the secret. And she's so shamed that she got hit and quit by... Hamlet, who's Annie. going crazy, who mm. killed her dad, that she's freaking out. The conventional interpretation is that Hamlet has broken her heart and killed her father, but the play seems to suggest strongly that Hamlet has seduced her and to hint that she is pregnant as well. I, honestly, I think that probably gives Ophelia more agency, because I yes. always thought Ophelia is just like... Uh, she gets sad, and then yeah, she really just completely loses yeah. steam at the end. But no, she has her whole arc happening underneath. Yes, that you don't even notice is going that on. That might be worthy of a Daisy Ridley movie. What if this is in the... Whoa. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That would be awesome if I she mean, was. I mean, she has to have an arc of some sort, right? Yeah. Um, it's not hard to imagine Ophelia falling in love with the romantic prince and giving in to his passions. He has promised to marry her, and it is not an impossible promise. The queen later says of Ophelia in Act 5, Scene 2, I hoped thou shouldest have been my Hamlet's wife. Mm. Ophelia might have, uh, might well have hoped to become queen when Hamlet ascended the throne, as his uncle Claudius has promised. Hamlet has been away at Wittenberg, which is where he's going to school, sure. long enough for Claudius to murder Hamlet's father and then to marry his mother, Gertrude, and then for the news to reach Hamlet. Presumably, this would be a few months at least, long enough for Ophelia to know she's pregnant. When he returns, she's hoping he'll do the right thing. Oh, so he did this way before the events of they the show. They had sex before he went so off to long, school. So he went off to school and then pretty much as soon as he left. Yeah, she realized she was pregnant. And then his father yeah, got all killed. That goes down. And then he got the news. The, yeah, the so when he gets the news, he bolts back. And Horatio, being his best friend, comes with him. Mm -hmm. Hamlet rejects her, kills her father, and destroys all hope that um, he will be king. Because remember, at one point, he's sent to England to be executed with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Mm -hmm. That's the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Mm -hmm. like, that's where that all came from. Right. Uh, King Claudius tries to kill him. Oh, But yeah. he escapes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So that's when he comes back to the tournament. And, and he's crazy. He's, he's just bonkers at that point. Mm -hmm. um, what will become of the mother of the doomed prince's bastard? There's only one way to preserve her honor, and she takes it. Hmm. The point is, the next time someone puts on Hamlet, Ophelia really ought to be showing. Okay. So I'm just going to say hats off to whoever wrote this. There's not yeah. really like an author. There's like notes, and I don't know if the notes reference to the person that wrote it. It says Alex Epstein. It's Carl Malone. Carl Malone. Carl Malone. Whoever Alex Epstein. You didn't kill yourself. You did a great job. Yeah, I think that's a great um, fan theory, if I've ever heard one. And it's funny, too, because you think about this, and it's like it is a fan theory hmm. at the end of the day. But, like, a fan theory on Shakespeare is scholarly. It's work. scholar. It's scholarly analysis. So what is that going to say about future generations when they're doing fan theories on Sonic? It's is still... Is it scholarly? <laughs> not you, at all. You, don't, well, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, but it not, it's not at all because it doesn't... There's no universality to Sonic. You get what I'm saying. I do get what With you're saying. With a real book that is being, um, like, Harry Potter shit. Yeah, you have an interesting case for Harry Potter, but I, I think, like... There is only one space, and it's occupied by Shakespeare. At the moment. I'll agree. Because I, I, I love who, who, Shakespeare. Yeah, who knows, who knows what's coming? Who knows what's coming? I don't think Harry Potter will usurp that. No. No. So, I have found a fanfic mm -hmm. that it works through this problem. Which problem? The Ophelia problem. Ah. It tells the story Dude, that should be the name of this episode. Ophelia. The Ophelia problem. The Ophelia problem. I like that. That sounds like a cool mystery. The title is Rue. 
Let's ride. Let's fucking do I'm this. I'm so into this right now. The underscore alchemist wrote this. It's on archive of our own. The summary. So this person's serious about it. They don't have a dumb screen name. No. They made the screen name for this writing. Dark Fix-It Fic about Handler and Ophelia's love affair, inspired by a piece called, By the Way, Ophelia's Pregnant. Oh, so did, which one did you find read, first? Which one did you find first? The fic or the, the piece? Fic. And then I read the piece, mm. and I was like, this is so fucking convincing. Mm. Content warnings for greater than canon levels of misogyny, sexual assault, and abortion. Right? So they're they're going to honestly this wide open. I would I would read like a, a Shakespeare fanfic that has abortion and be like, are you kidding? Like, this is so... But this seems like... This is well thought out. They're like, hey, then, man, he was tackling this issue. So this is... Um, explaining what happened, what this author imagined would have happened if it really was that Ophelia would Give it to me. Love, she thought, would be something that came all at once, overwhelming her in a tidal wave of passion. It wouldn't be something that crept over her by degrees. She was wrong. Every Ever since... Look, I even found a fucking... Uh, <laughs> There's a typo. Fucking typo in something that's supposed to be fucking great. <laughs> Ever since she was tiny, she'd imagined going on adventures with Hamlet, taking care of him, rescuing him, and being rescued. As she grew, the nature of these fantasies changed, little by little, until the rescuing became little more than a perfunctory excuse for that long, naked embraces that followed. She didn't even notice the first time her hands crept between her legs, didn't understand what it meant. I think it's his hands crept between her legs, but it's okay. In Elsinore's chapel, the castle Elsinore is where it took place, which is a real place, Mm -hmm. Um, beautiful castle mm-hmm. and the story of beautiful Hamlet castle, the best, most beautiful castle, most pristine castle it is loosely based the story of Hamlet is loosely based on a true story apparently that's mm-hmm. Hamlet or not Hamlet Shakespeare allegedly loosely based a lot of stuff on true stories unless it's Romeo and Juliet I feel like I've which seen we found out it wasn't real I feel like I've seen that at the bottom of an article it's like yeah. the true version of Hamlet yeah. you'll never yes in Elsinore's chapel there was a stained glass window depicting the Annunciation Ophelia spent many hours in prayer, staring up at the blue-clad virgin. Virginity, she thought, would be something that went all at once. See, this is the best fanfic we've ever read. I'm, I'm really into it. On her wedding night, with blood and pain, and judging from overheard conversations between giggling maidservants, perhaps a little pleasure, too. She didn't connect it with what she had done alone in her bed at night. And as she so that grew, was her hand. Yeah, okay, she was so herself, she's, yes. she's discovering herself as she's growing. As she grew a little older. She didn't connect with it, uh, connect it with what happened when she shared Hamlet's bed. It started as a joke on a cold night. He said he was cold and wanted her to warm him. She blinked and swallowed. It was altogether too much like Gorsh. her fantasies. Caught out. Gorsh. No, I think it was goofy. Yeah, you, I can't you had stop. to do a I'm fucking sorry. goofy <laughs> golf, didn't you? <laughs> Gorsh. Gorsh. Have you ever seen that thing where it's like um, Goofy's the only Disney character with the sun? Goofy fucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> good lord. I'm gonna I'm gonna restart that one from the top just so we don't get any goofy gulps. It started as a joke on a cold night. He said he was cold and wanted her to warm him. She blinked and swallowed. It was altogether too much like her fantasies. Caught out after the castle gates shut and huddling in the snow, surviving locked up together in a Polish dungeon. The first night they held one another, but nothing else happened. I you replaced the word gulped with gulped with swallowed because I wouldn't gulp. Maybe that was good. That was expert. But there was a second time, and when Hamlet noticed that Ophelia, what Ophelia was doing with her hand, he was curious about it. Giggling, they confessed to each other the things they had discovered about their own bodies. Mm. The third time, they began to experiment with what they could do to each other, and so it went on. If you'd asked Ophelia whether she was a virgin on the day Hamlet left for Wittenberg, then she would have said of course she was. But by the time he got back, her swelling belly told a different tale. He will marry me, she told herself, as she ordered the tailor to make her 
uh, make her a loose gown for mourning the king. It's the fashion, she said airily. Laertes has written to me from Paris and says all the Parisian girls are wearing them. Dude, that would make so much more sense why Laertes yeah. does not like Hamlet. Yes. That really informs he that. He really hates Hamlet. To her amusement, she was believed, and the daughters of the lesser nobility started dressing in the same style. Of course, everyone would know from the timing of it, but once he wedded her, that would, not, that would no longer matter. They had spoken between themselves of marriage, and Hamlet had spoken to his mother, too. There would be no bar to it. Despite the loose gown, he knew without being told. She had expected him to take her in his arms and tell her, about, tell her it would be all right, but instead, he went away, saying he needed to think. Uh, to be uh, shitty, to be fair, his dad just died. To be fair. His dad just died and his uncle married his mom, so he's also got some other shit going on. Right. But, but I'm, I'm sure there's a point coming up where he yeah. is, has, you know, he, there's a point in the, in the, in the play where he's just like, I'm all in on this like revenge yeah. narrative. Like I'm yeah. not even sad anymore. Like, yeah, let's I'm do just this. really pissed off and right. angry and crazy. It was only to be expected. She told herself he had taken his father's death badly and his mother's marriage worse. It's too much for, for him all at once, but that doesn't mean he doesn't care. Mm. He came back several, after several hours, took her by the C word and pushed her against the wall. Dang. Keeping her at arm's length and staring at her face. He didn't say a word, but only sighed, then backed away, staring at her. And Ophelia knew there would be no proposal of marriage. She wished with all her heart for a, a friend of her sex, but her playmates had always been Hamlet and Laertes, and her mother had died many years ago. She only knew of the things girls speak of when alone through eavesdropping on the servants. But that had at least been an education of sorts. One of the undercooks, a hairy-chinned old matron called Hilda, knew things that could help her. Please, she said. I think, I mean, someone told me that if a girl's with a child and wants to get rid of it, there's something that can be done. There's rue for you, and here's some for me. Which is from the play. The next time she saw Hamlet, she From Hilda, from that exact character. Yeah, like Hilda. No, no, no. Ophelia says that. Mm. When she goes out, she goes out in the forest at one point, comes back with a lot of like herbs and flowers. Mm -hmm. and that's, that's the thing I was talking about where she just starts like naming things. Yes. yes. She, th this author took that line mm. and explained that Hilda told her. Ah. The next time she saw Hamlet, he grabbed her belly and called her a breeder of sinners. She had the rue, but hadn't done anything with it. Each night she took it out of the little box by her bedside and stared at it. One more day, she told herself. Oh, my herself, gosh. This is so good. This is so layered. Like, the agony of, like, yeah. she wanted to do it, and then, like, she having your hands, it's like, it's like, got so real. Yes. Dang. One more day, she told herself, perhaps this madness will pass. Oh, One more day. God, she's got so much I'm hope. assuming she's got so much madness. hope. Yeah. yeah, she's she's talking, like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, like, I, I love him. Maybe he will come back to Well, him. yeah, the ruse offers such a finality, because yeah. she knows, like, when she goes down this. Yeah. Especially when, when, when is Hamlet set? Like, the 1200s? Uh, 1100s? Six, no, no, no. Uh, I think 1400. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, such a taboo subject yeah. now. Even back then, it's probably like, once I go down this path. Yeah. I probably talk about having honor. I yes. know where this ends for me. And especially back in the day, depending on how long the baby is, that could also mean, you know, she's dead too. Yeah. Rumor whispered the news of her father's death before Queen Gertrude could break it to her. She wanted to cry or scream, but good breeding had taken that from her. Oh so my instead, God, what a, she sang. What a line. That night, she knew it was time. She understood there would be a mess, so she didn't do it in her chambers. By the river was the place. If it didn't work, or if the pain was too much to bear, that would provide her with another way out. She had wondered about lighting a fire out here, the way she and Hamlet and Laertes did when they were small, playing at camping, but decided there was too much that could go wrong. So she made the rue tea in advance and carefully laid two bottles of it in her basket. It was a peaceful evening. The weather mild and the sky cloudless. 
A nightingale was singing, and a family of weasels were frisking about on the riverbank. A little of that peace made its way into her heart as she drank. It was bitter and unpleasant, but that was only fitting. She would have found it harder to stomach had it been sweet. The pain started to come almost straight away, strong from the beginning, but getting more intense. Ophelia found herself thinking about her mother, ten years dead, killed by giving birth to a sickly little boy who also died. Would things have been different if she had, been a, if she had, had a younger brother, she wondered? Several hours later, as the pain reached its height, she found herself calling out Mama, too far gone to care or even think about being overheard. She had spent many long hours imagining it since, making the decision, what it would feel like when the little corpse slithered out from between her legs. Oh, she thought perhaps she would see herself as Hamlet saw her, a disgusting, stinking thing, squeezing out death. Oh, my goodness. She had imagined another outcome, too, one of the servants stumbling on her corpse in the cold lawn. Perhaps Hamlet would weep over her then, since they would certainly clean the corpse before letting him see it. Gertrude would probably weep, and Laertes would be inconsolable. It was good that her father would never know. What she hadn't imagined was this. The baby was small, but its lungs were healthy enough, he healthy enough as it screwed up its little face and screamed at the hideous unfairness of the world. She picked it up and wrapped it in her mantle, holding it close. Sometimes, love is something that comes all at once. Amazing continuity, narratively. She said sometimes love is something that comes all at once. Yeah. Beginning of the piece said she thought her first love would come all at once. With Hamlet. Oh, but it came in layers. Um, so now that she has a child... That's true love. What she had with Hamlet was just fake infatuation. Passing, something that she wanted to be real. That she yeah. willed to be real. But now she sees this thing and just, she experiences real love. And it comes all at once. Comes all at once like a true love yes. is supposed to. Yes. Now, man, in her dying moment, she's realizing that what she yeah. had with Hamlet was false. Well, oh, baby's my alive. Goodness. Baby's alive. Yeah, yeah, but like... That that keys you into yes. like now she realized like she's she like, she's still such yeah. a strong love she's like ah Hamilton I love this child. never uh, Hamilton Hamilton I never felt this way about this guy still holding oh, the crying man. child she crawled on one hand and two knees to the riverbank as she sat with her bare feet in the water she held it in such a way that its exploring lips found her breast she wondered whether she ought to baptize it before drowning it it was difficult to say whether that would be more or less of a sin what are you doing she looked up sharply sharply it was Hamlet. She hadn't heard him coming. Hmm. She grabbed a handful of uh, crow flowers and held them out to him. Here, she said, staring down at the baby, avoiding Hamlet's eyes. What's this? She assumed he was gesturing at the child. Crow flowers, she said. He was kneeling by her side, reaching out and touching the baby's little hands. Gently, she slipped into the water. Her daughter wouldn't die alone, at least. Though she cried bitterly from the cold. Better to get over with it. Get it over with, Ophelia su supposed, and ducked both of their heads under. Arms were hauling her out. What are you doing? Hamlet repeated, but this time his voice shook. Ophelia was lying on the riverbank, looking up at him. She didn't answer. Hamlet was holding the baby, inexpertly jiggling it up and down. It was almost funny. That was the last thing Ophelia remembered before she fainted. Queen Gertrude insisted that Hamlet and Ophelia should be married at once, and little Polonia legitimized and baptized. Mm. It was a quiet affair for obvious reasons, not least that Ophelia was still unwell, but that did not keep that did not stop King Claudius from celebrating in his usual drunken way, and as far as Gertrude was concerned, it was from a uh, surfeit of strong drink that he died. When she was six months old, Polonia was betrothed to the son of Fortinbras, and thus war was averted. At the end of Hamlet, Fortinbras, uh, from a rival army, just walks in because they've, they've in. All fallen apart. They've, this internal yeah. family drama has yeah. killed the kingdom. And he's taken over. And yeah. Horatio's like, fuck. Yeah. yeah, he's holding everyone's corpse, and he's yeah. giving. He's like, he's like oh, really, bro? In on the soliloquy at yeah. the end. Yeah. 
Oh, so this is an alternate alternate ending. ending. The civil strife between King Hamlet, Queen Ophelia, and her brother took a longer time to heal, but heal it did, and King Hamlet II's reign was one of the most peaceful peaceful in Denmark's history. Finn. Hmm. Thank you, The Alchemist. Yeah, that was fantastic. You liked it? That was fantastic. Um... I thought it was gonna like like slide in like you know she was gonna she yeah. was gonna drown and that was and it was gonna continue on with the the actual ending but man wow like that was after what we just went through I would I the word that came to my mind this is like an intellectual digestive after the just dreck that yeah was Sonic, Sonic High School. yeah that I wanted to class it up a bit that was that was phenomenal yeah I'm a big fan of it that I was absolutely that, phenomenal I'm I am definitely convinced that she's pregnant. In the in the story, I'm a birther right now. I'm a birther. Yeah, I'm a fucking birther I'm right now. I'm an Ophelia birther. I'm an Ophelia birther. Just to stick with the fucking theme from the beginning, apparently. Yes, <laughs> I'm a fucking Ophelia birther, and um, I I really like the story. That yeah, solid. Yeah, I mean, oh man, I was just trying to like jot down some thoughts as I was going. Um, I love that line where she like her father died and she wanted to yeah. cry, but good breeding and taking it out of her. Yes, like what Let's what a, I can find yeah, that. What a good line that is. And then that when she talks about like you know how it could go either way, um, with the passing of the baby, yeah. like how it's gonna go out of her, and the, just like the shame and the guilt that she yes. was gonna feel, and then also even she's like, if I die during this, like what is Hamlet gonna think? Like yeah. she, it's always going then back he'll to mourn him. me. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I think she did love him, but it's not it's not the same as when the baby pops out. Yeah, because that's like, immediate... feels like a whole nother level. Yeah, they like you said. I didn't even get that parallel, yeah. that mirror. The, that so was so good. Love, she thought, would be something that came all at once, overwhelming her in a tidal wave of passion. It wouldn't be something that crept over her by degrees. Hmm. She was wrong, hmm. but she wasn't. Maybe she was wrong in thinking that that's the only way love can affect you. Yeah. The baby was small, but its lungs were healthy enough as it screwed up its little face and screamed at the hideous unfairness of the world. She picked it up and wrapped it in her mantle, holding it close. Sometimes, love is something that comes all at once. Mm, sometimes. Yeah. So that, that speaks to the different types and then, like, the duality of love. Yes. Yeah, well, that's... um. The line you're talking about is, Rumor whispered the news of her father's death before Queen Gertrude could break it to her. She wanted to cry or scream, but good breeding had taken that from her. Mm-hmm. So instead, she sang. Had taken it from her. Yes. Like how it's like, she's a human being, she needs to mourn, but like her station and the time, yeah. like being a woman, it, that robbed her of that human emotion. Yeah. So it further drove her to this terrible decision. Yes. Fantastic. And only one conclusion, which was, I don't think I can have this baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So Shakespeare fanfic, we did it. Yeah, that was really good. Again, like yes. I, I would just say, like Polonia. I mean, that's that's a little fan fictiony. Polonia like, yeah, Palpatine, fuck you, you read exactly. snubbing your nose. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Incredulously, Pal- Pal- <laughs> Polonia wed the yeah yeah. But, but besides, besides that, um, oh no, I mean yeah. that that King Hamlet in ghost form came and had sex <laughs> with Queen Gertrude. <laughs> oh man. That was that was. I think that is like what. That is what fan fiction could be. Yes, and that's what we talk about. Yeah, because we we found the scholarly argument that something was different in the interpretation. What do we do? We take it to its logical extent. Yeah, but she actually was pregnant. So what would happen? Hamlet would find her giving birth. I'm glad he found her because if not, we knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. We've already seen that story. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you think Hamlet would have acted in that way, given his mental state of the time in the show? I mean, this seems kind of like this seems kind of like rose-colored glasses to me. It's almost like she died when she went under that water, and her afterlife was like 
oh no, like, yeah. I'll save you, let's yeah. get married, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. The, the abuser finally changed his ways. Like, every 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 moment from the time yeah. she submerges her head on is the afterlife. Could be. That's I mean, what it seems. That's like. a way to take. It. Yeah, because everything's perfect now. Because mm-hmm. the king's fine. Everything. Orin Ross doesn't invade. And like Claudius is like cool yeah, now. Dies. Hamlet doesn't yeah. want. Yeah. Um, I would say it depends on on how the actor plays Hamlet. I've seen it played a couple different ways. Hmm. I've seen it before where he just like totally descends into madness. I've seen it before where it looks like the actor doesn't even realize that he's supposed to be crazy. You know what I mean? He's like, ah, it's to be or not to be. Whatever. Fuck it. Who knows? I don't know. And they like they almost don't even understand what they're saying. Sure. Because one of the it's uh, you're not to be that is a question whether it's noble or the mind suffer the things scenarios or just fortune to take arms against the sea of trouble and by opposing end them to die to sleep to sleep to dream or no to die to sleep to sleep perchance to dream mm. so it, the whole that whole thing is saying kill myself or don't kill myself should I suffer through life because it sucks I don't know to die to sleep maybe going to maybe maybe dying is like sleeping for a very long time. And if I'm sleeping, maybe I'm dreaming. So maybe if you go underwater and die, you can dream of a better life dream for you and your life. baby. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like her, yeah. like Ophelia in exactly. this case. Yeah. So I, it, it depends on how the actor plays the part huh. and whether or not I think Hamlet would have taken it. Because – Well, I, like I said, I think yeah. – well, I think what you said right there, yeah. that breakdown, that is also – I mean that is also yeah. explored. Yeah. It's like I'm going to die and then like they're showing you, let's say you die, yeah. perchance to dream. Yeah. This is her dream. This is her ideal state. I think yeah. maybe they tip their hand because this person obviously knows Hamlet. Something about it. <laughs> they yeah. obviously know what they're doing here. <laughs> they read it two more times than they were required to. Mm-hmm. They know it's a tragedy. They're yes. not going to end this happy. No. But they would maybe see through yeah. that um, that idea that Hamlet's putting yeah. out there. Like maybe if you die and you're like you you're sleeping, dream. you dream yeah. and, and life is better. Yeah. Like it is in this story. Exactly. So maybe we get to explore because we obviously see Hamlet to his horrible conclusion yeah. in reality. Maybe we get to see the better conclusion mm-hmm. that Ophelia reaches. Yes. Because, yeah. Yeah. I will say touching on this and in general, um, Ophelia has almost become this archetype of like – I don't even know, like some like misunderstood female character that is nothing but abused. Yeah, like she it, just in popular culture in general, sure. popular fiction, mm-hmm. she's become this 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 archetypal archetypical archetypal whatever however fuck you pronounce it, um, archetypal archetypal yeah, uh, <laughs> female character that um, is almost like treated at the expense at the expense of. Hamlet, She's like abused Hamlet. as means yeah. to an end for the main yeah. character. It's, it's this like tragic female archetype. Sure. Um, and there's there's beautiful paintings about Ophelia drowning. Oh yeah, I've seen them. Really yeah, no, they're, 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 yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you're referring just, to. They're just gorgeous, beautiful. which is why I'm really excited about this Daisy Ridley movie because even look, there's a shot from the trailer that that, yeah. mo- that like mirrors one of the paintings yeah. exactly. Yeah, well, it's because that's when she's still alive, where the Hamlet jumps in, but, but they he, even make him look like he's. It looks like that Gillette commercial. Not cool. Not cool. Like it looks like like someone needs to stop Hamlet from you know like jumping in the water with her in that trailer. But uh, no, I, I I'm very excited to see where this goes because I think I think Ophelia is definitely a character that can be explored. I think she's an important character in literature, and I'm glad that this fucking fanfic. Like, even <laughs> when was this fanfiction written? 2014. Oh, of course. Yeah. What was I doing in 2014? Uh, I was uh, yanking it. And, in San Diego, yeah. Yeah, and probably playing a lot of Skyrim, <laughs> realistically. <laughs> and meanwhile, NBA legend Carl Malone, Carl Malone was delivering us <laughs> just a fantastic analysis. Yeah, just of, the best analysis yeah. possible. 
so yes, that is the, the that's our shake. I have a couple other Shakespeare fanfics we can get into, but maybe we'll save those for another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you really, really care, apparently a lot of people want Mercutio and Tybalt to just. Oh God, yeah. good Lord! Romeo and Juliet is like one of my least. Yeah, favorite well, it's, it's like the horniest one too. So that's going to yeah. be a lot of smut right there. Yeah, yeah, it's all smut fanfic for that. I the the fanfic for uh, Much Ado About Nothing is pretty fun, hmm. but. No one really gives a fuck about much. Do about yeah, anything. I don't care about that one at all. Yeah, no, um, not interested. Yeah, well, that's, that's Julius fine. Caesar. Got any Julius Caesar uh, fanfic floating around in there? Surprisingly, not that much. Yeah, no. yeah. His histories doesn't don't have as many uh, pieces of fanfic. Yeah, okay, yeah. interesting. The Tempest has a lot. Surprised there's not more Merchant of Venice, but Tempest in high school? In high school? High school Tempest? <laughs> um, I also really like the Merry Wives of Windsor. That's a it's a fun show. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Um, so yeah, we got it. Maybe maybe if, if this there's good reception to this show, we'll find more Shakespeare fanfic. Because... And we'll stop doing so much inane nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> stop doing fucking you know uh, video game characters bullshit. Man. Speaking of which, uh, listen to episode nine, the Mario Murder Mystery. It's, a it's our episode. finest work. It's our finest. It's our work. Work. <laughs> seminal work. Seminal work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, yeah, what would you, what'd you think? think? Criticisms, com- com- comments. Yeah, well, like I said, I thought the criticism of like the kind of like happy ooey gooey ending there was dumb until you put it in the context of his legendary speech with anybody going into hamlet anything is aware of yeah i think i think that makes sense Mm -hmm. like you said could be definitely to live and die or perchance to you know to like i think that what if there's a life after death is there a break is there like a paragraph break after she goes under the water anything is it like or is that just like a sentence in a block of text in the fanfic in the fic is there like anything that would denote like there's a break there's a break right after she goes under I think that's what that means. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and write an analysis of this. <laughs> I'm going to put it on there. I'm going to quote I'm going to quote the hell out of it. I'm going and I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Um that Ophelia experiences the um maybe maybe the the author is commenting and that that is the most just way to go and then that that's she's experiencing what Hamlet should have maybe in that instance. Would have saved himself a lot of grief. Yeah. Um obviously leaving everyone behind her in in, in a lot of grief as well though. Yeah. Um I also like the idea of Hamlet seeing his kid and being like, oh, I shouldn't be a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, well, that's definitely not. I, I just no like that idea life. of, like, I should be a responsible father. <laughs> it's time to man up. Yeah. Man up. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, um, no, I, I wish, though. Be, yeah, like, be, wish beautiful language. Yeah. Um, again, the, to be, like, an edge lord and put abortion in Shakespeare seems very tempting, but that was no. incredibly I, respectful yeah. and, and, and deep. You know, I think it's handled well. It, you know, it kind of affected me. That was great. Yeah. Um, I, I got no criticism. That, I think no. that's the best fan fiction we've ever read on the show. It's, if it's not the best, it's up there. I think it's the best one. Yeah. Especially because it, I don't know, it just seems like it respects what it came from so much. Yeah. And it, I, the, the thing about fanfic where you... And it makes you think. There's really a lot yeah. to dive into here. Yeah. Like, there's more layers we can go to. I feel like we did. A, we got some we stuff out could. of it, but there's a lot to get there. If we reread Hamlet and then read this again, we could probably talk about Sounds it. Sounds like we're doing it. I read 36,000 words of Sonic fanfiction. Yeah. I could probably use a palate cleanser. I mean, Hamlet's great all around. I, I hate that people cut Shakespeare shows, but if you don't cut Hamlet, it's going to be like a five-hour play or mm-hmm. four-hour play. So you have to cut it, but it, it, it's, it's great. I haven't read everything Shakespeare. I haven't seen everything Shakespeare. Um, but from everything that I read, everything that I've seen, Hamlet definitely resonates with me the most. Just because I, I like the concept of even back in the day, people were like, should I just fucking off myself? Like, what's the fucking point? You know what I mean? Sure. Like, before God is dead, Nietzsche. Yeah. We literally have someone. Yeah, or even before, like, this, like, crisis of anxiety that we yeah. have. You yeah. Know. Before existential crisis, nihilism, any of that. Mm-hmm. We have this dude who is going through awful shit and – 
I'm not saying anybody's ever justified to kill themselves, but, you know, if the play ended with Hamlet offing himself, you'd be like, well, hmm. I kind of get it. Like, your dad died. Your mom's awful. You accidentally killed your girlfriend's dad. Your mm-hmm. girlfriend died. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what? Like, you have to do a lot of work to get your life back in order mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't even end that way. He says, no, no, I'm going to fight my way out of this. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Hamlet is something that I understand Romeo and Juliet, love, blah, 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 blah timeless, whatever. Mm. Like a lot of the other, uh, even Merchant of Venice has a great message. True. Whatever. But I really feel like Hamlet, especially nowadays with. Like all the paranoia and the madness yeah, and. Screaming into the fucking void of yeah. Twitter, hoping to be heard. Yeah. Here's a guy doing the same exact thing. True. And then also looking at someone and going, I have so much contempt for you, and I could really do something to damage, like damage you. But I have to hold off. Mm-hmm. I have to contain myself. I have to show restraint. Yeah. And I, I like the, the lessons there. I like that. So yeah. Hamlet's, Hamlet's always probably yeah. my favorite. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that's why everyone loves Billy Shakes is that, yeah. you know, he, I, as we go through cycles in our culture, different points and different um, pieces will become resonant yeah. and more timely. And yeah. I think at this time, maybe Hamlet is specifically. Yeah. Instead of like Richard III, which everyone yeah, thought right. Kevin Spacey yeah. go around the world telling everybody about yeah. despots. But, you know. Um, Culturally speaking, maybe Hamlet can maybe, hit home a little more than. Yeah whatever politically charged yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. sure um or fucking Macbeth with donald trump that they did in new york caesar Julius. that was julius caesar. Caesar. i went to that yeah. it was it was phenomenal uh, i'm sure it was. it was phenomenal yeah look at it. we brought it back to trump yeah. we came full circle full full circle this is full circle this is the best episode it's the best it's it's the best fan people are folks. saying it's the best episode people are i've heard it people everywhere people are saying it's the best yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. uh thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed our our, our shakespeare extravaganza um, extravaganza another rupaul reference look at Is you I, don't know, yeah. I didn't make the first one look at you yeah you oh, did lord yeah. almighty uh ryan what are you stoked on bro oh man honestly after listening to this i'm, I'm stoked to go i'm stoked to go re- i've always loved reading plays um yeah. i recently um got and was beginning to read equus which i knew mm. was the play that daniel radcliffe uh, was hung naked on. yeah he hung on i didn't realize he also banged a horse in that show yeah. didn't know what that show was about um, and I read the back of it, and I was like, "This is obviously a joke," but no, it's real. Um, so I'm I'm getting more into that, like reading plays, and and even like might go back and read Hamlet like this, because um, I, I went to like a like a street fair, and they had yeah. like complete works of Shakespeare, like one through what, like you know half, yeah. and I was yeah. like, "Oh, cool! I've, I haven't read The Tempest in a long time. Yeah. It's like five cents. Let me buy that. Like I'm gonna pop, I'm gonna pop, crack that open, take a look at it. Do it, do um, it. I I feel like Shakespeare is drastically misunderstood. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if I'm the one to understand it, but it's like looking at a painting almost. Like, yeah. I can get something for myself out of it. I think that's it. Yeah, I think to me, I'm not saying I understand all of Shakespeare. There's a ton I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I've put considerably more work into Hamlet to mm-hmm. understand than other ones. Um, I won't fight you on that one. I definitely have. But I feel like, you. I mean, yeah, you can get something out of it. I'm, I'm glad you're going to go and, and crack it open. Yeah, I mean, and I've always loved, like, obviously we're doing this. I've always loved, like, literary analysis. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to just get it. And I think, like, short stories and plays yeah. specifically um, have a lot to say and, and a shorter time to say it so they yeah. really make it dense. The value of a short story is sometimes you have a great idea, but you don't really have a, a great way to go past that great idea. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like when you watch an SNL skit mm-hmm. and the first minute's hilarious because of the concept, and then like four minutes later, you're like, "Yeah, we fu- like you. You, yeah. you made the joke. Yeah, it's you're done. Good. It's yeah. done. Get out of there." Um, so gravity is the soul stories. of wit and all that. Yeah. yeah, it's just an economical way to consume it. So yeah, I guess I'd say I'm I stoked on that short short story, for, um, short form storytelling, and I'm I'm 
I'm get into that a little more. I'm done with the, take a break from novels for a little bit and do some oh, short yeah, stuff. Oh yeah, just, just finished a 670 page novel, so um, I'm going to jump into a 605 page one next. <laughs> I don't have that stamina. I, can't I actually, do that. I'm logist like logistically speaking, probably going to read uh, a graphic novel first because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need like a palate cleanser, sure. or something simple and quick. Plus, my Goodreads is totally lacking. I was going to try to finish 50 this year, and I'm at three. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm at four. Fuck you. So boom. I'm not. I'm not on pace though. On pace. So I'm, I'm, maybe I'll get on pace with um, graphic novels. I'm stoked on the DC Universe Harley Quinn show. Okay. I first saw the advertisement, the advertisement, and I said, that looks like hot garbage. And I told myself I wouldn't watch it. My roommate, um, he was using my DC Universe and watched the first episode and said, why the fuck aren't you watching Harley Quinn? And I said, I don't know. Is it good? And he said, it's amazing. Binge the first um, seven episodes. How many, right? how many episodes are there? You make it thirteen like right now. Okay, there's twenty. Uh, they're twenty minutes a piece. There's thirteen of them. Binge the first seven. Fell in love. The first episode alone is great. There's an episode with Robin, but it's mm-hmm. Damien. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Hmm. And the whole show is Harley Quinn liberating herself from the Joker and trying to get into the Legion of Doom by herself. Hmm. But then she obviously has to create like a team to get her there with, to get you know get there um, with her. My favorite character is Clayface. Voiced by Alan Tudyk, who also voices the Joker. And um, Clayface in the comics uh-huh. is an actor. So they have him as a Shakespearean classical actor. And so every time... Because Clayface can turn into other people. He can look like other people. Mm-hmm. So there's this one part where they're like, all right, Clayface, we need you to go in and tell this guy that you're delivering his mail. And he's like, but what's my motivation for delivering the mail? And they're like, there's no motivation. It's, it's, you just give him the mail and then distract him. He's like, oh... Why do I love the mails so much? <laughs> Perhaps I was abused as a child, and oh, the only solace I had at the outside world was the mailman. This is I'm like, true. he's awesome. Uh-huh. I fucking King Shark, which is like this big yeah, yeah. powerhouse in DC Comics, is a hacker, and he hates like violence. Awesome, I love that. So it's and this is again show. only on the DC universe. Only on DC universe as of right now. It'll be on HBO Max when it comes out. But it did so well critically uh, that they already gave it a second season that's coming out in April. So. Uh, I mean, it's 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 good. It's really good. The voice acting in it's awesome. Uh, their depiction of a lot of the characters are interesting. Bane is the lucha, you know, the luchador sure. version, but he has the Tom Hardy voice, mm. and it's just hilarious. Everyone, he, no one can understand him. Yeah, and the, Bane's like the most petty person in the world too. Like the episode I just watched, uh, he wants to blow someone up because he keeps getting his name wrong mm-hmm. when he gives him a smoothie. He says Bane, and they write Bang. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he just wants to blow him up, hmm. which is funny. And then there's one episode where Harley crashes uh, Penguin's nephew's. Is this like um, is this like for kids? Like a kids no, cartoon? No, it is extremely graphic with the the blood. Because I know our, our some of our, our uh, suck my fanfickers out there like to yeah. like to do like, you know don't watch this with, with the kids. No, 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 no. no. The, the language is extremely adult. They're, the, one of the funniest things of the, the show is, like, how violent it is. Okay. Like, cartoony, but it's, like... Tom and Jerry violence, but with, like, blood and blood stuff. Blood and, like, yeah. bones, like, like cracking out of people. And stuff. There's one where um, her grandparents keep getting shot, and, like, her grandpa gets shot, and then you see this big hole, and you see his spine sticking out. It's really funny. Almost like Happy Tree Friends level. Yeah, exactly, okay. but it's, like, it's just, like, fucked up. So, it's great. Watch Harley Quinn. Um, I don't have... Uh, uh, enough time to talk about how much I like the show so hmm. far. So I, I only have like three episodes left, and it's great. Awesome. So I'm stoked on Harley Quinn. That's great. Yes. Um, so look at that. We got to the end. We did our serious Dune v. Tolkien. 
we talked about Shakespeare, and then we talked about comics. I somehow managed to slip that in. And we made two RuPaul references. I'm proud of you, man. You're saying me like you. I did it, too. I'm proud of you for doing that. Uh, follow us on Twitter uh-huh. again if you like us, and you, we didn't turn you off with the Donald Trump talk. Uh, you know, turn us over to some friends. Perhaps give us a rating and a review. Sorry if you hear that drilling noise. There's construction in the building going on. It just decided to start up at the end of this. So if you don't hear it, then I'm crazy, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean anything. I don't hear anything. I think you're crazy. I know for a fact. You're I think lying. you've been okay. reading too much Hamlet. Uh, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I honestly don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm. I'm a. Uh, I'm a method actor. <laughs> so, so I'm. <laughs> so I'm going fucking bonkers. So I've developed a neuroses just so I can go bat and crazy yeah. and finish it. Uh, but, but thank you for listening. Like I said, subscribe to those things. Share us with your friends. And Ryan, is there perhaps something we should remember? <laughs> um, I just would like to thank you for bringing us this wonderful story today. I really mm. do think this was like a like a soothing literary yeah. bomb. After this this long time of just reading crazy fan fictions, so thank you. Sweet, I'm grateful for you doing this. I'm grateful for you listening. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, um, and I hope you enjoy your day, bigly. Okay. <laughs>